0: Hey guys, Parrish Alford here. Dalton and I spent a lot of time in the podcast, as you will hear, talking about the return to normalcy in college athletics, COVID restrictions being lessened. This has been something that uh, we knew was coming up with uh, Tate Reeves. We expected that it would come up in Mississippi uh, on Wednesday, March the 3rd, and our podcast reflects that. Uh, Breaking news. Hey, it happens sometimes, and and, uh, that has been moved up a day. Uh, Tate Reeves has... uh, made his announcement today, the uh, restrictions, uh, the lessening will go into effect immediately. So that, that uh, changes some things that we talked about in the podcast, but not a lot, still a lot for you to enjoy. So uh, give it a listen. Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence, the podcast that talks Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and the SEC. Through the Lens of Mississippi, I am Parish Alford with the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, and I'm joined by Dalton Middleton, our Mississippi State beat writer. We're talking COVID-19 on the program today. Can't get enough of that, can you? Everybody wants to hear COVID-19, but, but this is the good news of COVID-19. Everybody wants to get back to normal. How close is normal? Some interesting comments out there from SEC personalities. This week we're going to talk about those. Uh, the governor uh, Tate Reeves has indicated that that he's ready to loosen up some things, and the current executive order expires tomorrow, Wednesday, on March the third. Dalton, how you doing, man?
1: Man, I'm all right. You, you mentioned COVID, and I'm 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 still avoiding that, so I'm I'm doing as pretty good as I can ask for, what I reckon, over here.
0: Well, you know, uh, a lot of people have not been able to avoid it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've had it or not. Okay. I never had it. I didn't have it like after the shutdown. I know I haven't had it since uh since it's become a real thing, but I'm not sure, Dalton, that I didn't have COVID like last January or February, right. about about that time because I, I went through I went through this period where something wasn't right. And I, I, I had this I had this cough and, and I didn't have a severe case uh, if this is what I had. And I didn't have fever to go along with it. But I had this cough that I just couldn't get rid of. And, right. and, and it was more of an annoyance than anything else. But I, I couldn't get rid of it. And I kept talking to my pharmacy friend, saying, hey, what's the best over-the-counter cough medicine? What's what's What can I do that's different to try and, and get rid of this? And uh, I, I kept putting off uh, uh, going to my my doctor because I'm thinking, well, he's just going to say you, you look good, but you're still fat. Okay, so I was tr- <laughs> tr- trying to uh, trying to avoid that. And and then uh, right when I was getting ready to uh, to schedule an appointment, uh, it, it cleared up. So I'm, I'm right. thinking that it's possible that at that time I had uh, a light case of it, or I had that case. You know, you you hear how it affects so many people differently. Some people have severe symptoms and some do not.
1: Yeah. I, um, if I've had it, which I don't think I have, it's been, um, non-symptomatic. Cause I have not had anything. I've had no symptoms over the last year or so, or, um, that were anything like that in, uh, you know, it's just Jillian gets tested. Who I hang out—really, is the only person I hang out with. She gets tested basically every two weeks with work and school. And then I've gotten tested a few times, and every single time's been negative. So I just feel like I've avoided it for the most part.
0: It has been different, Dalton, because you and I would hang out more uh, if not for COVID, because we would have traveled together by now. Right. And of course, the SEC tournament is coming up—the basketball tournament next week. Uh, ordinarily, we we would go to that. Uh, you and I would go together. But uh, there, there are so many restrictions in place for that. It's like they they invite the media, but they don't really want them there. It, you, you know, yeah. so it's, it's it's such a restricted covering environment that very few uh, media, at least that I've come in contact with, will cover that event in person.
1: So yeah, I don't that, think there,
0: that is different. Yeah,
1: I don't think there's too many Missouri State guys going this year, um, which I guess if, if either one of the teams were better, maybe more would go. Um but also, I will, I really hope it's it's different by the time baseball comes around, especially with our two teams, um, you know, and, you know, outside sport and everything, maybe that time when it comes to, uh, you know, the SEC tournament in Hoover or, and, you know, especially maybe if they both make it to Omaha or want to mix to Omaha, it's a little different, you know.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that in just a minute, folks. Before we get there, we want to thank our partner, the Oxford Park Commission. Uh, we thank OPC for coming along for the ride with justify your existence. Lots going on at OPC right now. Registration is underway for the mini kickers. Dalton, that's not the M-A-N-Y kickers. It's the M-I-N-I, mini kickers. I mean, this is soccer instruction for like two years old, starts at two mm-hmm. years old. How do you think two at two years, Dalton, do you think you, uh, you, you retain? Is there a lot of soccer retention at two years? What do you think?
1: I I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know exactly when the brain starts uh, retaining stuff, but I would probably say no. Um, I remember I played soccer as a little kid, and I don't remember anything from playing it. I mean, I played it again when I was in, when I was in high school, but uh, I don't remember anything, you know. I'm, from when I was a little kid playing soccer, I remember not playing that long. but
0: You know what? Uh, I think at two years old, this is about uh, come out and kick the ball and just kind of. Hello boys and girls this is soccer. Welcome yeah. to soccer. I think it's exposure. That that's what it is too. But the mini kickers ages 2 to 5 instruction provided by the Oxford High School soccer coach Hunter Crane uh youth baseball and softball registration is underway as well. Uh all those run uh, those registrations run through April the 4th all that at OPC. Um,
1: well, I like Hunter Crane, so I'm sure it's, it's over there in good hands. He's a good guy.
0: Well, that's right. That's right. And, of course, uh, y- you know these guys, Dalton. I forget that from uh, your, uh, your years covering the high schools there in the area. So uh, that's good. I'm, I'm sure they're in good hands and in good feet there with uh, with Hunter Crane. Um, We were talking COVID at the top there, Dalton. And uh, I know that uh, Wednesday the executive order – um, expires and right now uh, outdoor events are limited to 25 percent capacity indoor events are limited to 10 percent and uh, both of those we got indoor and outdoor sports still going on now basketball's about to wrap up and right. uh, i don't know that uh that anything else indoor is going on is i think tennis has moved outdoors now hasn't it
1: yeah there's i think volleyball's happening a little bit this, volleyball this still year, so. Yeah, I think they, they have another a segment it's uh season this spring, but I think that might be the only indoor sport going on, you know, after the next three weeks, you know.
0: Yeah, I think we're about to go full bore outdoor and uh and we'll see what uh what that means. I, I don't think you go from twenty-five percent to uh hey, y'all come. I, I think uh, maybe you go twenty five to fifty. Mm-hmm. Um I, I would imagine that uh getting back to normal is not something that happens uh, at one time it'll be something that happens in phases we'll see what uh what Tate Reeves has in mind but uh 50 percent man it, it looks a lot better than uh, than 25 percent if that's where we go
1: it definitely does but uh you know, it's going to be tough no matter what he decides, you know, if he opens it up, you know, 30% or 35%, there's still going to be some, you know, half people are going to think that it's too much. Half people are going to think it's not enough. So it's going to, it's really hard for, you know, I, I feel for Reeves here trying to make this decision because there's going to be half people are going to be happy. Half people aren't going to be happy. You know, if they are happy at all, you know, he moves it to 50%. People are going to be like, Oh, it's not enough. Keep moving it up, you know? And um, so I don't know. It's real difficult. Um, but, you know, like I talked to John Cohen about this whole situation last week and, uh, you know, he told me it, it's a, you know, you can have your personal opinion, but whenever you, you, you're a leader of these institutions and or, you know, in the governor's shoes and you have the, the health of so many people in your hands and you're able to, you know, protect that or something or, you know, you're you know, viable for it, it, it changes things a little bit.
0: Well, it, it, it does. And uh, of course, baseball, uh really in the spring sports, but you know, we're talking about baseball because it's what we cover the most. Um, <clears throat> they're the first sport they were the first sport affected by COVID last year. I mean, they they were what seventeen games in, in a lot of places and, and the plug was pulled.
1: Yeah, it was about three days before SEC play starts, I right? Think. Right.
0: So it was I now mean, I remember it was the SEC tournament in Nashville when uh Everything started shutting down and, and I was there and uh, Keith Carter was there the old and we were talking I said Keith, are, are y'all are y'all about to uh, announce here that there's going to be a, an SEC baseball series at Swayze Field with LSU and, and that no fans will come and, and you know and that was kind of what I was thinking man this this is pretty drastic. you're not gonna allow any fans and and then it was like a, a day or two after that man there's, there's no season at all. Just pull the plug on the whole thing.
1: Yeah, how times change right there, huh? You know, everyone's thinking, oh, there's no way they have something without fans. And now you're like, oh, they're gonna allow anybody in the games. Who yeah, knows? Not, not
0: even gonna yeah. play. Uh, but you know, right now, uh, Dalton, I would say at twenty-five percent uh, of Swayze Field, um it's not normal because uh with this old miss team uh, having gone into last weekend series, even though they lost a series, went into the series with Central Florida ranked number one there would have been a lot more people there. It would have, it would have had the look of, uh, of an sec series.
1: Yeah. That, that might've been one of the biggest crowds in all this history right there. You know, the number but, one team in the nation, you know,
0: it could have been, but you know, you, you had, you had bad weather to contend with as well. Right. I, and, and it was, you know, while they were number one, uh, you know, it, it was an, it was a really great opponent. I, I think we're going to hear good things from UCF throughout the season, but, uh, not a high profile name, not, not a name that a lot of people know about. So I, I think that would have contributed. I don't know that they would have set uh, records. Certainly they would have exceeded 25%, but at 25%, Dalton right now, I think what we're seeing is kind of like, uh, what we're used to in, uh, in non-conference games, you know, a, a midweek game. I mean, this is kind right. of, it's, it's kind of the crowd that we've seen before. And, uh, you can put 25, uh, 2,500 in Swayze Field, and you know that they, they can make a little noise, and it just it, it has that has that look about it. And it, it normal? No, not normal. But it it was not uh, a wasteland, not by any stretch. I assume it was the same at state.
1: Yeah, no, it you know it was about 24, I think 2,400 each game um, for the weekend series. But uh, you know after Friday night when the weather was bad, it I think there was like maybe a little over 2000 and then Saturday and Sunday when the weather was actually pretty decent and there were nice days, you know, um, filled it up a little bit. Plus it, I think it helped that, uh, Tulane, like you mentioned, the UCF was a pretty good opponent and they were a little chirpy, you know, they got under some state fans skin. So they sent a, a like state, a couple more MSU fans showed up to try to counteract that, I guess. And, you know, it paid off with state, you know, walking off the last two games of the series to win that one. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still got pretty loud in there. You know, um, I, I I made my way over to basketball both days. They ended up um, walk, hitting the walk-off hits. So I get to see the, either one of the walk-off hits in person. But um, watching the videos, that's that's the place was still pretty loud. I can't imagine what it would have been like, you know, with, you know, eight to 10,000 people, which could have been there on a normal weekend.
0: Well, if, uh, if Tate Reeves allows 50% in, I, I think even then it'll look a lot different. I think we – we could see some 5,000 crowds, and we could see it would it would look a lot closer to normal. Normal is what everybody is trying to return to, and uh, I'm thankful, Dalton, for the good COVID numbers uh, that we're seeing right now. And uh, you know, I hope people are are I hope the projections on the vaccines are are correct, and that people more and more will will become vaccinated, and maybe soon that that herd immunity uh, will kick in. That's kind of what these ads are looking at, and and we heard from uh, from our guys uh, Keith Carter and John Cohen last week. I, I know that uh, that Keith obviously is in contact uh, with the governor's office, working closely with them. And and look, I mean, they're going to go. You know, I feel like it's going to be the governor who phases in the comeback, who phases in the return to normal. With this percentage here, and then this percentage, but man, it could really look different come football season. I mean, we 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 saw Greg Byrne, the Alabama AD, tweeting yesterday that Alabama is preparing for full capacity. Uh, Similar comments from uh, Ross Bjork at at Texas A&M, the former Ole Miss AD. Now, these guys right now, uh, they create a lot of excitement when they talk about full capacity uh in a football stadium that that could even be a goal for the 2021 season and and judging from their comments like at the beginning of the 2021 season now all of this comes with an asterisk as both of these guys talk about uh continuing to to monitor medical guidelines continuing to watch uh the virus and just see how right. things go and so so none of it's a given but uh I mean, it's it's possible that uh, that that full football stadiums could be here in the fall.
1: Yeah, whenever I talked to John Cohen uh, the other day, he didn't mention anything to me about full football stadiums. He really was just, you know, pretty adamant about you know whatever the governor is going to do. Mississippi State already has a plan in place to be ready for that. So if they if he opened things back up, you know, he maybe state already has a plan in place for you know full fans, but he did not hint toward the only thing he hinted that towards that was that they have a plan ready for it. Um, they've kind of segmented their, uh, season tickets in baseball is what he mentioned to me, um, which of course would be the big thing right now. But, uh, he kind of mentioned to me that, um, you know, instead of doing like season tickets for the entire season, like they usually would for, you know, season ticket holders or, you know, boosters and stuff like that, they kind of do it. Um, I think by months or something, or they have it, you know, s- spread out. So like he'd sell tickets up through, you know, March 31st and then, you know, non or sec plays and he'll do it for like the first half. And he said, he set it up that way in case something like this happens. So now he can go in there and for this next segmented, you know, set of games, he can sell 50%. And then, you know, if in case it goes back to 25 or goes, you know, up the next segment of games, he can do more. Um, and I thought that was a pretty clever plan, especially I guess he was really looking ahead and really hoping this would happen already because uh, it seems like it, it might work out well, especially with if he opens things back up. If if Reeves opens things back up this week, like he's hinted that he wants to.
0: Well, y- y- you know, um, the ads have a plan. I'm <coughs> excuse me for full stadiums. Uh, they'll have a plan for partial. Uh, they're going to be prepared for uh, different situations. But they get some cover here, you know. They don't have to make this hard decision. Uh, Tate Reeves is going to make the decision. The governors right. of the states are going to make these decisions, and and then the uh, the ads are going to respond. And, and they get some, you know, they get some cover here. They get some plausible deniability. They can say, well, hey, you know, we're going to do with what the governor does, and that's fine. The governor's responsible for the entire state. But can you imagine uh, if there were full crowds uh, at Alabama? At LSU, at these places, uh, that that their ads decided to go 100 uh, capacity because it's what their governors allowed. I, I don't think there's going to be a situation in Mississippi or anywhere else where the ads are going to voluntarily remain at a lower capacity than the governor allows. I mean, can yeah. you can you imagine um, the pressure that that would uh, you know, the the outcry.
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think you're going to have too much to worry about that down here in SEC country, um, but it's possible. I could see that happening other places in the country, possibly um, yeah. with uh, especially in some of those those campuses or places where, uh, you know, leadership may be a little more uh, liberal minded. I, I don't want to get into politics here, but you know what I mean? Um well, I think then, I
0: think it did happen, and I'm just going on reports that I've I've seen and, and heard. But I think there were some situations like that. There were situations like that in, in Florida. I think, in fact, uh, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor there, had had opened things up a little bit. But there were some some uh, uh, colleges and, and and some other venues that, that put in their own mandates uh, during COVID. Right. You know, so we, we, there have been some instances of that. But I think right now, I think. We've seen the virus. I think uh, it's not novel anymore. You know, we we've dealt with it for a year. We we've learned about it. Uh, look, man, we've we've been able to have college football and basketball and other sports during the virus, and and it hasn't been ideal, but we haven't had to shut these things down. We've adapted. We've made decisions, and I think we will continue to make those decisions. I, I think it helps the ads that. Uh, the governors will lead the way on this, but uh, I don't think anybody's fixing to uh, voluntarily remain at a lower capacity well. than what the governor will allow. Um, you know, I feel like, uh, like I said, it's the recovery is going to be phased in. Uh, but if you get started phasing in uh, outdoor stadiums right now, if you get those outdoor stadiums at the, at fifty percent. It could look really different uh, come football season, and and just looking at some other sports, uh, some pro sports and whatnot. I I saw uh, or I I heard listening to a Braves radio broadcast uh, on Sunday. Dalton, I'm I'm a big fan of that uh, MLB At Bat app. I, I like that you can go to uh, every team's audio, and and I, I was listening to the Braves uh, a little bit, listening to their broadcast team and. And, uh I, I don't know uh, uh, the man's name, but he was talking about how nice it was to be at spring training baseball again and you know they had maybe a thousand fans or a few more something like that and you know they're just dealing with uh, their own uh, capacity numbers and percentages right. as we are here with college baseball. but uh, he went from that to, to talk about uh the plan for fans at major league baseball games and and the idea, that that plan could change and increase during the summer as the season's going on, that it would increase more and more. That's a hope obviously, but that's well, obvi- but that's obviously being discussed at that level. So if you've got baseball that they believe uh, at the major league level could increase throughout the season, uh, it could, you know, percentages in stadiums, percentages in outdoor venues, that, that could be, you know, pretty high uh, by the time college football rolls around.
1: Yeah, and, and the baseball and MLB and stuff, I hope it does because, uh, you know, last year they they didn't allow any fans at all, outdoor at all, so zero fans the entire season, besides maybe like family or something, I think. Um, it was disappointing to me because I usually go to a baseball game every year. I usually go to Atlanta, you know, once a year or, you know, twice a year to go catch a game. You know, I enjoy going over there. I like the new stadium they got over there. Um and it's just fun. You know, I'm, I'm a baseball guy. So, um, you know, I, I'm hoping that, that – I imagine that the day they open it up, ticket sales and let people come, you know, me and my buddies will be uh, in the group message scheduling a trip, you know, one weekend and trying to get some tickets. Um, well, I tell you what,
0: Dalton, I usually try to take in a game too, whether it's uh, Braves or Cardinals or if I can uh, get West, maybe uh, Astros. Um. Those tickets are on sale right now, man. You, you and your buddies, y'all need to get together, get online. Yeah, You can you can get yeah. those tickets, uh, it, get those tickets it was right weird. now.
1: Yeah, it was weird last year because uh, tickets were on sale last year, of course, um, with the shortened season because we were looking at going um, last summer or whenever it was, uh, and we were like, oh, yeah, we can go. We can go. And then they were like, no fans allowed. And they were like, well, we don't know if we're going to have fans. But so they're selling tickets. And I guess it just refunded everybody that they sold tickets to. But uh, – yeah, I mean, we, I imagine we uh we might be going to one this year if they open things back up. That'd be fun.
0: Well, we have gotten a lot of good news uh, right now with COVID in terms of uh, the statistics and cases and hospitalizations and those things. Now there's still an air out there of of careful. There there's there's still a word of caution. And I was uh, looking at the CDC right now talking about hey, we don't want to open back up too fast. I want these governors to. Uh, you know, take it easy. Uh, if we if we try to come back too fast, that could alter the effectiveness of the vaccines against the variants, uh, against the different strands as the virus mutates. So there's there's caution there. And and then uh, you know, while we we have governors talk about roll it back, roll it back, uh, we've heard uh, President Biden say, well, you you know, we we hope we have normalcy by Christmas. Might have normalcy by Christmas. We've heard Anthony Fauci say, uh, hey, you might have to wear masks in 2022. And I think, look, man, I think what we're seeing there is, uh, uh, under promise, over deliver. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, we, we know we have to be careful with this rollback, but, uh, it's, I, I think it's coming.
1: Yeah. If it, if it does, you know, it could be come as, what, well as early as tomorrow, it looks like. So, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, could look could look different at uh, at baseball this weekend. Could be exceeding uh, 2,500 uh, at those baseball stadiums this weekend. What uh, what have you missed most, Dalton, about uh, covering football during a COVID environment? What did you miss the most? Uh, what do you look forward to the most uh, whenever normalcy does return?
1: Well, I've said this a few times to some people, and um, you know, of course, this is my first year covering the college beat. Um, you know, I've I've helped out in the past. I've covered a few games helping, and you know, enjoyed a, a full Davis Wade Stadium. I know, um, uh, I think it was last year, the year before, when Dan Mullen came back in his first year at Florida. They played at State, and that was a pretty big game. I remember the crowd was pretty fun. Um, but the, uh, the thing that I've missed this year was the fact that, you know, this is my, as my first year, I'd never been to stadiums like LSU. I, I'd been, I'd been to Alabama, of course, Julian lives in Tuscaloosa, um, but state played at Georgia, LSU. I'd never been to those places. And so I get to go to those places. And those are, those are places that you, when you go to, you know, there's usually what a hundred thousand people there. Those are some of the best college, you know, college venues and the best environments in, in the country. And, you know, I go to LSU and of course, you know, state wins that game and there's, Twenty-four thousand people in the stand it's just not the same you know I, I didn't get to experience death valley how i wanted to experience death valley um and then i go to georgia later in the season and states uh this is when the state was doing terrible um they actually played pretty well that game i think it was like 34 31 24 or something along those lines um and georgia may have been the cool my favorite stadium i've ever been in that was just cool the environment was cool with you know, 20 something thousand people and the way they did things and ran it there and the light shows and just the way they interacted with the crowd and stuff was really cool. Stadium was beautiful. Um, and I just, I just hate the fact that I didn't get to experience those things at full capacity and, you know, full experience. I didn't get to experience the college towns driving through seeing people are walking around. Um, and I think stuff like that would have been really fun.
0: Yeah, it would have been really fun. And the thing about going to Georgia and Georgia is one of my favorite, uh, favorite trips I think it's a beautiful stadium I love the way it's cut into the hill there and, and you walk in to the press box and you walk in at, at press box level you know you, you go through the gate yep. and, and there's the press box right there because it's kind of set in that hill and you actually have to go uh and w- when you would go to interviews when everything wasn't zoom you would go down to interviews uh and and uh it's just it was real uh it was it was real different. I, I like the stadium there, like the environment. I, I'm sorry you didn't see that uh, at a at full capacity, at full throttle. And the thing, yeah. the thing about missing an Eastern Division trip like that is, it's going to be a long time before State or Old Miss, you know, play there again. If, right. if you play there uh, one time; it's going to be a long time before a, a road trip to Georgia comes up on the schedule again. There are some, uh, there have been some good things about the restrictions, uh, Dalton. I'll tell you. It's not a bad thing to sit in the press box at Ole Miss and there's an empty seat next to me. That that that's not a bad thing because right, you, you know, I, I know you've experienced this. Uh you, you get in a big game there, a big SEC game. They they cram as many people in that press box as they can. And you're you're sitting there elbow to elbow. You know, I I, I kind of like having a little uh little elbow room there. Uh, that that's yes. that's not a bad thing.
1: I know whenever I used to go help Logan be, uh, before I took the job uh, here, uh, I would sit between – he'd have a seat in between him and Paul Jones in the press box, the press box, and I would sit in between them because that was the only chair there. And it, it we weren't smushed together, but it, you don't have as much room as you would like. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a good way of putting it is, you know, sometimes you're not crammed together, but you just don't have that much room. Um this year I had no issue at all. You know, you're sometimes uh you have an entire, you know, two spaces between you. Yeah, it's uh, just you. Um, especially in basketball. Uh I uh I sit at a place in men's basketball. I'm literally the only person sitting there. There's two tables. I have, you know, 10 feet of room okay. just for myself. Just you know, no one else is even sitting there.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, uh the the Zoom interviews, there's been a lot of good. There's a lot of good in the Zoom interviews, uh, especially uh having access to those. Uh, when the teams are playing on the road there's a lot of positive and i think we're going to keep a lot of that okay i think a lot of that will remain in place i think uh you're going to see some of these schools embrace this technology that was already there uh, but they just weren't utilizing in this way yet i I think you know because of uh, what we've seen from the virus and the damage that it can do and, and how it can spread look i i think when they have an opportunity to say uh we we choose not to put this many people in this environment right now, and in this closed environment. I think they'll make that decision uh, at times. But I miss the in-person interviews, Dalton. I, I miss the personal connection that comes with that. Uh the, the chatter before the interview starts and after. Yeah, evening. you
1: don't get to, you don't get to know anybody. Yeah, um, you don't. You know, especially like for somebody like me that just comes in on the beat. You know, this is my first year. I've never met, you know, I, I would, I would have met Mike Leach. I would have met these guys and talked to them outside of, you know, an interview setting. And of course that has not happened because I've never even seen them in person outside of an interview setting because we do everything on zoom. So you, you miss getting to know these guys, learning what their real personalities outside of an interview. Cause you know, a lot of these coaches, these professional coaches, you know, kind of put on a different persona whenever they're doing interviews, cause they just got to, you know, coach, coach speak and just give you a few answers and then they're done. You don't actually get to know the real them.
0: And and when the interview is Zoom, that's the way it's going to be. They go straight right. into coach speak mode because, hey, Zoom starts, then Zoom ends and it's over. And so you miss that little bit of time before and after. When when you do have Mike Leach uh, in an in-person interview, you can ask him for restaurant reviews, Dalton. He used to give those to to us. I, I had some interaction with Leach when he was at Texas Tech and Ole Miss I uh, had a home and home with them in 2002 and 2003. We had, I guess in the forerunner of Zoom, we had a conference call. Texas Tech did a conference call right. for visiting media. And uh, he was giving us all the hot places to hit uh, in Lubbock there. And uh, one of them was uh, turned out to be a pretty good uh, barbecue place. And and Leach's recommendation uh, for this place was, hey, hey, get the fries. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the fries were really good. So uh, anyway, uh, you, uh, that's kind of what you miss uh, when you don't have the in-person interviews. I think it took a while with Zoom for Lane Kiffin to warm up uh, to the local media. It took him a while to get comfortable with us, and and when he did, it was better. It was noticeably better. We enjoyed right. those sessions more. A uh, little little back and forth, a little uh, kidding uh with the media going on. You know, those a, a little human side. Uh, Of uh, Lane Kiffin. So that was good. Hey folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence. We're talking Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and the SEC. Everything through the lens of Mississippi. Check out our work at djournal.com. Check out that uh, drop down menu on the left, scroll down to the Ole Miss and Mississippi State pages, and you can just watch the stories flow. We're on Facebook as well, Ole Miss Discussion with Parrish, Aldford, and Mississippi State discussion with Dalton Middleton. Lots of good things in those groups. Thanks for being with us, folks. Come back and join us tomorrow. Good stuff, Dalton. 31 minutes, man. Nice. Uh, so we got a lot to, a lot we can hit tomorrow, a lot of things we didn't get on. Uh, you know, we'll look back at uh, at basketball. Wouldn't the when state play Wednesday night?
1: Yeah, the men play tomorrow night, and then the women play Thursday at 11.
0: Yeah, so we can just do we can do a good bit of basketball tomorrow. Talk about uh, the SEC tournament. Um, that's it. That's it. I don't I don't have anything else. Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I'll, I may uh, I may see if we get a guest to come in. I'll, I'll see if we can come up. No. Uh, yeah. See. Hit up John Sokolov. See if he'll come on. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I'll. I'll send, I don't have his phone number, so I'll message him on Twitter in a little bit and uh, see if he's interested in that sort of thing.
0: Sounds good, man. Have a good day. All right, you too. Bye bye.